and uh, he will be with us tomorrow morning as well at 10 o'clock. So if you want to come and, and partake, it'd be great. Yeah, you don't get many chances. People, I just want to tell you, I want you to be hungry tonight. There's a lot of people that travel all over the world to go to moves of God, and they're hungry. They want an impartation. You know, and it's sort of, you got to press into the anointing. you gotta, you know, you got to make an effort. you got to go for it. You, you know, if you just sit there with your arms crossed and say, okay, move me, God, he can move you. <laughs> he could really move you. Probably the way you don't want to be moved. But if you really want more of him, open up your heart and say, God, I'm pressing in. And I want to tell you tonight, I'm so excited to have Freedom Ministries with us. We've uh, built a relationship over the last few years, and it's always an honor when they choose to come out from what they're doing in their ministry to come to us. And I've been so stirred already. I got a few minutes in the office uh, with the whole team and uh, just hearing what God's doing all over the nation. If you're ready tonight, you're going to be stirred. But you know what? You got to make sure that you don't keep your American mindsets and you sit back and say, well, it's only hope happening in other countries, because it's happening in the United States as well. And God wants to increase it, and he wants it to happen even in a greater way. He's just looking for people that are willing. And so you've got to be hungry tonight. I really want you to press in. I really want you to be hungry. Uh, in a moment, I'll introduce our guest, but I want to warn you and prepare you that we will be taking a love offering for him after he preaches. So I want you to be prepared, and that's an opportunity to sow seed. And so we'll be doing that. But tonight, it's just a, a, an honor and a privilege to have someone that I respect very much. A man that's held to the cross. A man that loves Jesus with his whole heart. And a man that has never compromised. A man that, that really wants to see God do everything that he said he would. So tonight, it's my honor to introduce to you uh, Brother Dave Hogan from Freedom Ministries. You give him a warm hand as he comes and shares. And we welcome Mrs. Hogan and the whole team. Praise God for you. But come and give us what God's got for us tonight. Amen. Thank you. Heaven bless you. Good evening. Y'all hear me real clear? Y'all all right? Okay, me too. <clears throat> okay, we um, a couple of apologies before we, before I do anything else. I've been in the mountains, and y'all think y'all live in mountains, and they are truly mountains, but they're not like the mountains I live in. Okay, y'all use y'all's for playland. And that's awesome. I'm blessed. I'm going to go do some of that myself. Going up to Monarch and what's that other place? Cooper. Going to ski and fall and eat snow ice cream. And so I know how to make that stuff. You just pour in a Pepsi and have at it. <clears throat> but I just, wanted, I just want you to know that I haven't been preaching in English. And I haven't been around people that think they know everything in a while. And uh, got all the doctrines sorted out. And they don't need anybody telling them what to do or they'll just go somewhere else. So it's been a while since I've been around those kind of people. So I might offend you. I'm going to do my best to. 
I'm looking for devils. Because I figure I can beat them. Because of the blood of Jesus. Since I've seen y'all, there's been a whole bunch of stuff happen. Good stuff. There's been a whole tangled up bunch of demons fighting with us. And there's been a whole bunch of the Holy Ghost helping us. So, <clears throat> so I'm going to tell you about some of it. And I'm not interested in your opinion. What I'm doing works. And it's not a theory. It is not an opinion. It's a fact. So, you just keep your theories. And you just keep thinking you've got everything in order. And I'll just keep doing what you keep thinking about. So you're going to have to figure out whether I'm prideful, arrogant, or right. And I'm going to see to it that you have a choice. Because I'm not backing away or down. I've watched the great Holy Ghost do some things in this last year that I did not know could be done. I, I've never heard of them. I didn't, I've never met anybody that's tried, but <clears throat> I'm here healthy and still free by the Holy Ghost. God's let us travel quite a bit, Asia, India, Middle East, South America, all over Central America. Have some friends here that I've <clears throat> invited from New Zealand. Brother Carl Jukes and his family, will y'all please stand? Thank y'all. They're becoming friends of ours. He leads a fairly large ministry, several thousand churches. And uh, they're here with our family, and we're hosting them, and uh, they're a blessing. They're a blessing. And uh, we was over there, I don't know, sometime middle of the year, last year, July. We had a real good time. That was awesome. Lots of souls, lots of miracles. It was wonderful for me. I had the fun. And uh, we was in Australia. We was in, uh, say, India and uh, all them places, yeah. And uh, Miss Hogan is with me. Yeah. We're... Uh, 35 years and counting. She don't look like she's got the wear and tear that I do. Isn't that a good thing? See, I've been married long enough to know what to say. <laughs> yeah, she's a blessing. And um, the demons just about took her from me last year. That's another story. We've had our share of battle lately. Well, I want you to know, I still stand in the living God's power. We are raising the dead. We are casting out devils. We are healing the sick. It's not I want to. We are. Every day, every day in our work in Mexico, there's a miracle, a major miracle of some sort. A dead raising, blinded eyes, lame, cancers, tumors, AIDS, all things are healed. 
all things are healed. It's a blessing. And when I was in Europe uh, last year, uh, I think it was the end of 04, Ms. Hogan fell while I was gone, and the back of her head hit concrete, and uh, she left me for a while. But the Holy Ghost brought her back to me. I don't believe like you do. I didn't run to the hospital. I didn't get the CAT scans. I didn't get the doctor's opinions. I bowed to my knees and got the Holy Ghost's opinion. But Brother David, what? What? You have your way, and God has his. I choose God's. Yours don't work. It does. It's limited. God's is not. You hear me? I've got my Miss Hogan back. <laughs> That's important. Now, y'all got to understand that I'm a very serious fella. Y'all knew that, most of y'all. But I've tightened up a little bit. It's awesome. It really is. Our work has grown well over 500 churches. Thousands of Indians. We're close to 400 dead raisins. There's no, I don't even know what to say to you. Uh, there's so many good things happening. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going to, I'm going to fuss at you, but it's going to be in hopefully the right subjects. You want to go with the devil? I'm going to have to let you. I'm a preacher. My job is to talk people out of that. But I found out in the last 30 years that I can't do that. If I can't lead you into all righteousness through the Holy Ghost and lead you to the cross, I'm going to have to let you go. We've got to make a decision, church. And it's about Jesus. It's not about fashion. God's not mad at you for having fashion. It's not about having a better home, even though God doesn't care if we all live in palaces. That's not the point. That's not the problem. It's not your vehicles. It's your heart. Yep. I'm blessed, man. I have four children, lots of grandkids now, and two of the three of my kids are here. Uh, my oldest boy, Jody, and his family, will y'all stand? Y'all know him. Yeah. <clears throat> my oldest daughter and my son-in-law, Sean, y'all please stand. And Luis Alberto, my armor bearer. <laughs> and we have traveling with us a couple more folks. Ms. Shriver from Fire Ministries in North Carolina. Will you please stand? Ms. Friedreich? No. Tell me. She's from Germany, and I have a hard time with her last name. Ms. Birgit. Oh. 
from uh, Christ. Uh, she attended Christ for the Nations uh, uh, about in Germany, and I've been there preaching. I've been everywhere. You just about can name a nation I've been there. So, And God's starting to give us people. Y'all keep a hold of y'all's kids and won't let me have them. That's fine. I'll go get them from somewhere else. The gospel has got to be preached. You want to be stingy with your money and with your kids and with everything? That's fine. God's got them somewhere else. He's going to have his gospel preached. You hear me? Yep. All right. Now, <clears throat> am I missing anybody? I did all right. <laughs> That's unusual for me. <clears throat> God's let me into the Pentagon. I went there and preached. Uh, I'm going to the White House and preaching in a few weeks. Uh, um, I don't know about this thing, what's happening. But it sure is fun. I've worked hard. I'm telling you right now, I've stuck with the program. I haven't let a living thing knock me off track. And there's been multiple thousands of opportunities to quit. But the great Holy Ghost has allowed me to stay. I don't know why he's let me stay. But I sure am grateful. I want to be a good example. And my wife and kids all preach the gospel. We all together, a team. Uh, our work in Mexico, it's awesome. Uh, uh, things are good for us. Finances are growing. Uh, everything's good. Now, if you want me to tell you about 700,000 demons that are attacking us, I can do that too. But you need to hear some good stuff. You need to hear good stuff too. Because if I start crying, we'll all just get in a pile down here and, you know, wet the carpet. And I mean, what have we succeeded in doing? <clears throat> but I need to encourage you in things that your mind cannot see, that your physical mind can't see. Heaven wants you pushing the limits. Heaven don't want you satisfied. Heaven didn't raise you in the Holy Ghost for you to be okay. I just spent uh, eight weeks uh, in the aftermath of Katrina and Rita. I went down there, what they call ground zero. I was in there. We were feeding soldiers by the thousands. We were feeding up to 10,000 folks a day, giving out merchandise. Let me, let me tell you what, God. I was up in Seattle. We had a conference. So my wife and I had flown up there. And the Holy Ghost got on me. It was right before Katrina hit. Then the team came up and we did a bike ride. Y'all understand what that is? I ride a bicycle, a road bike, and we did uh, how many miles we get total? Y'all remember? Right at 1,000 miles. And um, everything we do that we touch is serious. So, so uh, we was on that bike ride, and, and I all of a sudden went quiet, okay? And um, it's about three days around there. I was pretty... I felt angry. I felt um, uh, sold up. You understand? Sold up. Uh, that's what the problem is with city folks. You don't know English. What is sold up? What's another word for sold up, Miss Hogan? No, no, you got to give me one. I'm not going to get off of it. I was uh, real quiet. I was real somber. 
That's good. Somber's okay. But it don't fulfill sold up. But anyway, it was three days of that. And finally, the Spirit of God spoke to me after three days of not eating and being sold up. Real, real solemn, real somber, real uh, quiet, real, that's sold up. And I was just, you know, not, not myself. And then he spoke to me to call five pastors, because that's when Katrina hit. So I called them. Couldn't get any of them. And they've all been friends of our ministry for lots of years. And they have put into us, they have helped us build the Mexico empire we got. They've helped us financially with missionaries. Uh, you know, and, and I feel obligated to, to check on them, this, just, uh, this friendship we have. So I kept, I'm pretty diligent about stuff when I decided to tackle it. So I, ca I called the whole team together, and I got everybody that I get my hands on in our team. And I sat everybody down, and I said, I think God wants us to go over there and fix this problem. Now, 17 or 18 families, we got four-wheel drives and some trailers. All the money we could put on the table, I had them piled. I told them, go empty all your checkbooks and bring it to me. And see, nobody thinks that I have the right to ask that, but I do. If God speaks, I have the right to ask so that God's work can be done. And when they, everybody came there, we put all of our money on the table. It was $25,000. You said, that's not very much compared to what Katrina did. I know that. It's billions of dollars. But see, heaven, let me ask you all a question. This is the question I asked my men. Do you remember in Mark where Jesus went to the, uh, the disciples then, and they said, look here, there's 5,000 people, men, that are hungry. What was their response? Jesus, duh. There's 5,000 folks. He said, what did he say to them? Feed them. Well, all we have is what? Five loaves, two fishes, three loaves, five fishes, something like that. It wasn't very much. That never, that never even entered Jesus' mind that it wasn't enough. But it did enter the minds of his disciples who were not thinking in the spirit of God. They were thinking in the physical realm still. What if they would have said yes? <laughs> Let me tell you what would have happened. We took our $25,000, and me and those men, when, you, when you're looking at 17, 18 families, and all we had, all of us, was $25,000, that's not very much. And we went down to Sam's and to Walmart, and to Target and to Academy, and we spent our 25000 And we brought all of it back, and we separated up, our wives and us, we worked put it into these packets and fill these trailers with trucks up and we headed to Mississippi with our relief. <laughs> and man, when we got Louisiana and we got over there about mile marker on I-12, about mile marker number 63 or 4 or somewhere in there, 
and it went from mile marker 63 on Interstate 12 in Louisiana, it's about halfway across, all the way to the other side of Alabama. And all we got is 14 trucks full of stuff. We never slowed down, son. We never checked up. We went and found them preachers. We all floated our junk, and we stayed right there. And let me tell you what. Let me tell you what would have happened to Peter, James, and John if they would have said yes with their two or three loaves and fishes. We sit right there and started working. Washington heard about us. Oprah, how do you say her name? Oprah Winfrey. How do you say it? Oprah. She heard about it and came down and put us on her program. Fox News came, put us on. Things started happening. Next thing we know, we're up nearly all night, every night, unloading tractor trailers. Between 20 to 40, 50 tra uh, pallets on each truck. <laughs> there was a pastor living in, in uh, Long Beach, Mississippi. You, you got to say it like that, Mississippi. They got destroyed. From his church to the Gulf, there wasn't nothing that was left. Hundreds of thousands of people without homes. You didn't, you, what you saw in the news wasn't right. I got pictures, but I'm not going to show them to you. Listen to this. When we left to go back to Mexico after eight weeks, our $25,000 had grown into a yard of $3 million. <laughs> Man. Did you hear me? Yeah. And we had distribution centers from New Orleans all the way over to the to Alabama, and we were running them trucks. I'll tell you, I don't know how many miles. I hadn't calculated the miles. It's, I don't know, thousands of miles we ran. Run out of diesel. There wasn't any diesel. Carrying guns so nobody won't rob us for our diesel and our food in the back of our truck. I mean, it, it was just the most amazing, wonderful thing. And let me tell you about just a couple of things. See, when you say yes to the Holy Ghost, in all of the fear and the dread and the doubt and the unbelief and all the normal what-ifs come upon you, I told every one of them to take a hike. That we're going with the Holy Ghost. But you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to do this. You, I know that. That's right. That's why it's called faith. That's why I have to trust Jesus. Because I can't do it. But he can. I was standing down on this parking lot. Right on Highway 90. Right across the roads the Gulf. And when that water was at its greatest power. Where I was standing was 60 feet deep. It came in and stayed a while and then took everything with it out in ocean. People know. Y'all, I was standing where there was a Dale Champs grocery store. The only thing left was a slab, part of the slab. 
That's what we use. That's what we set up camp. And that great Holy Ghost. There was a lady walked in. Watch it. She drove in in a $75,000 BMW. Okay? She's walking in, her head's down, crying. Her home was worth a million some odd dollars. Lost it all. No, there wasn't one thing left. She was off in her BMWs reading she had that. She comes walking in there. She's a brain surgeon. Millions of dollars. Heads down. Walks in there. I don't know how to do this. But me and my family don't have anything. And I took her. I put her, my finger under her chin. I said, lift your head up. What does the Bible say? Lift up the hands that hang down. That's what we do. That's who we are. And it don't matter how I'm dressed. It don't matter that you're a brain surgeon. It don't matter that you drove up in a $72,000, $75,000 car. It matters that you need that cup of soup I got sitting on the edge of that table right there. And that you need diapers. And I got them for you. And they are free. You can't believe it. She's weeping and crying. I said, there's no need for all those tears. We're going to rebuild. We're going to feed you. And God's going to bless you because you came to the right house. Because we don't want anything out of you except we want Jesus in you. Are you hearing me? It's not about you. It's about Jesus in you. You better get a copy on what's happening in your life. You better start making some quality decisions. Because that great Holy Ghost wants to use us. We're right in the middle of that thing, and I, we're working this. I got people coming from Washington. FEMA directors from all over the United States are flying in and looking at our operation. They tried to hire me four different times. The fourth time, the fourth time they said, you name the price, we'll pay it. But this is working, and we don't know why. I said, it's simple. It's called the Holy Ghost. It's not about a piece of paper. It's not about giving somebody an order. It's about getting up in the morning and seeking God and asking him, what can we do to relieve this problem? And then going and fixing it. You listening to me or not? <laughs> South Florida heard about it. They've been raked over there with seven different hurricanes in the last four years. They came over. There was men flew in, billionaires flew in in their private jets, walking around on our lot saying, how did you know how to do this? We didn't. Well, it just seems right. They said, we have been recovering hurricanes for years. This is the best system we've ever seen. I said, it's called the Holy Ghost. And they said, well, what can we do? I said, let me tell you what you can do. We've already prayed about it. It's the will of God. There ain't no reason for you to think about it any longer. It's time for you to write the check. <clears throat> so you know what their answer was? Okay. Come on with it. 
I'm telling you, Jesus has stepped into the planet. You're still bickering about clothes and about whether you drink or don't drink or whether you, somebody has the right to tell you whether you can do tobacco or can't do tobacco or you can have sex with your neighbor or not. Those things should have been settled years ago in your spirit. All of those things are demons. Now they're settled, see? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm on fire. I took my two fish and five loaves and I laid them at the feet of Jesus and he multiplied it to three billion dollars plus. It's still going over there. We don't even have an accurate account yet. Man. Soon as that got right at the end, we were fixed to go back to Mexico. Y'all heard about that uh, earthquake hit Pakistan. I had some pastors calling me from Pakistan. Help! So what's the answer? Let me pray about it, brother. No, that's your fear. That's your fear answer. It is not let me pray about it. It's okay. Let me see how I can accomplish and fix the need. You don't have to pray about this stuff. You know, you got to know as if God wants you involved or not. That's the only answer. And for me, it's yes. Fix it. We called up Washington. Washington sent over them, uh, what's them box things? Containers. See, that's all you got to do is make a phone call. Isn't that fun? You're thinking in the wrong realms. You got to get into God's power. You can't do it. You can't figure it out. You can't work it out. All you can do is get mad and frustrated and make bad decisions. Oops. It's truth in it. Turn over with me to Ephesians, please. A little backup from the Word of God will be great. Holy Ghost. I was just down on the Guatemalan border a couple of days ago. And we was having a conference. There was not quite 4,000, about 3,500 Indians there. You should have seen them worshiping God. We never did, never did get to pray for more than two or 300 folks. There were several thousand people come up, and here's how you do it. Fuego de Dios en el santo nombre de Jesucristo. Fire of God in the holy name of Jesus. And then you get to see the hand of God wave through like a cornfield or a wheat field and lay it all down. I like it. <laughs> I like it. You got to let that Holy Ghost run through you. He's great and powerful. You can't do it, but he can. You better figure that out. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. This is a very common verse. But I just want to talk it to you, please. Estoy seco. Gracias, hermanito. Ephesians 6, y'all there yet? I'm not. 
Ephesians 6. I want to read a couple of verses here. First of all, verse 7. This is an amplified. Amplified good? You all right? See, there was an old lady down there. Let me, tell, let me tell you this story. I just have to. She was not born again. No, nobody in her family was born again. They hated the Christians in our, one of our churches. It's right down on the Guatemalan border. There's a war going on down there. It's doubtful you know anything about it. Lots of people are dying. These Indians had to come up to the converse. They had to go through actual war zone to get to us. Lots of them did. <clears throat> there was a grandma came, because I heard that she had been raised from the dead, and I just wanted to say hello to her. Now look at this. Here she comes in. She was waist high to me. That's how tall she was. She's 90 years old, right at it. She comes walking in. She walked right up to me and looked at me. And what's what she said? Gracias. Thank you. That's all she said. She couldn't speak Spanish. And I can't speak her sinicanteco. I couldn't speak it. Gracias, she said. See, because she was uh, tendida, uh, prepared for burial. And she was laid out in the front yard. And the whole town came and did give respects to the family. Then the brothers came and they knelt down and they laid hands on this lady. Nobody is saved. Nobody. Do you understand what, do you understand what I tell you? Nobody's born again. You're constantly looking for methods to trap people. Let me give you one that works. These pastors walked in, knelt down in front of that little old grandma, put their hands on her body in Jesus' name. 90 years old. Now you got the whole town there. Nobody's born again. You got the whole town watching. They're all anti-Christ spirited people. Grandma gets up. Stands up, brushes the flowers off, and turns and looks at these pastors and says, Who are y'all? What are y'all doing in my yard? What's all these people doing here? Well, you died. What? Yeah, God raised you from the dead. Who is this God? Right question. His name is Jesus. And he has power to raise me from the dead? Yes. How do I get to know him? Right question. <laughs> she and her whole family got born again. New church. It's easy. You think it's hard. I think it's easy. See, there's a difference in thinking. And let's look at God's thinking. Ephesians 6, 7, amplified. Rendering service readily with goodwill. It's rare to find people that really have an honest goodwill in their spirits. 
You're doing it out of peer pressure, out of obligation. That's not the will of God for you. Freedom is. Readily in goodwill, doing service to the great Holy Ghost. I'm having fun. I enjoy traipsing around the world, frightening demons. <laughs> I enjoy it. They just in so in control. They got me, people's minds so wrapped up. And then you go there and offer a way of thinking that the devil goes, no, don't listen to that. It's because of fear. Holy Ghost. Now look what it says. As to the Lord, not to men, knowing that for whatever good anyone does, he, God, the Lord, will receive his reward from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. See, I'm free now. Many of you in here can't say that. You would tell me I live in a free nation. I live in a free state. I love Jesus. I am a free man until I start talking about the bondage you're truly in. Finances, mental torture, marital problems, children, workers. You are tortured people. And we've got to be free. <laughs> I've got to bring freedom to you. That's what I do for a living. I was standing. Have y'all heard of Islamabad before? Islamabad is Pakistan. It's the capital. I was standing there uh, in last uh, June, right? May. One of them. One of them times. I was standing there, and they, they didn't come to get us till 9 o'clock at night. The meetings were supposed to start at 7. If you profess Jesus as Lord, they will kill you. And the great Holy Ghost sent me there to raise the dead. So I thought, that's a great idea. What an idea. Go to where everybody's afraid. And shout, Jesus is king. I wondered. Now you, see, you say, man, that's great. But sitting here, it's awesome because you, you can do that here. And I'm laying in that hotel in that bed. It's supposedly a secure hotel. All the bombs and things that's happening, how the people are killing, you know, you don't know. Yeah, I've never felt more like I had a target painted on my chest than there. I'm laying in that bed. I'm wondering, now, can I stand up in front of these people? Ever how many there is, I have no idea whether it's 10 or 10,000. It's all the same. Can I stand up? Do I have the courage? Do I have the trust in the living God? Can I have faith in Jesus? Can I? To stand up and look at those people in the face and offer them freedom. Can I do that? Or am I going to be intimidated by such a foul spirit of hell? I think that's a good question. <laughs> they came and got my son-in-law and I were the only ones there. We went 
in a car. We went different ways. We had, they had armed guards around us. We didn't go anywhere without Christian men that were carrying AR-15s or shotguns. There was nowhere we went that they were not there. We had personal bodyguards. Hello? Inside the church service. You don't get it, see? You have plenty of an opinion on how to tell people what to do, but you come go with me and I think I can change that. I can offer you some reality that will wake you up and let you understand just how free you are and you shouldn't misuse it. <laughs> Back up a little, get a little bit tense. <laughs> In a minute, I'm going to start pushing it out back up. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> Y'all, they brought us to this place. It was an acre, acre and a half field. It was the most strict neighborhood in Islamabad of Muslims. And I'm telling them, couldn't you chose a better site? I mean, that's how I'm thinking inside. As a human being, I'm thinking, I got wife, kids, grandkids. Be nice to go back. <laughs> Y'all, I stood up there. I'm not kidding. You. I looked out there. As far as I could see, there were human faces covered. You can't, the women, you're not, not allowed to, you can't see them. Men, it was, I don't know, 3,000 some odd of them there. God, you should have seen it. All of Muslims never heard about Jesus. We're, we're standing there on the platform. They had this thing, this small platform with rugs on it. And we're, we're standing there and, and these, all of a sudden you see these, uh, you hear these uh, 30 caliber machine guns. Boom, 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 going off. Man, you're talking about reality. It's a little different than the REI sale that's going on over yonder. <laughs> Golly, man. And I decided, I was looking at those faces, and I made my mind up standing right there. They, may, they probably will kill me. I'm not going home. So I might as well let them understand who Jesus really is. That's probably a great idea. If I'm going to get one shot, I'm not going to blow it. I tell you, I lit fire on that place. I was running around like a madman on fire. Jumping and spitting. Full of the Holy Ghost. Rendering goodwill service of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, now, how many of y'all want to get born again? And now let me explain to you what born again is. Born again is leaving false gods and going to the Lord Jesus as King and Lord. That's what born again is. <laughs> that was a scary statement. Guns, fire, and everything. There was about 1,200 people got born again. Come on! Woo! That was awesome. That first night, we, I asked them if there's anybody to be healed. They had cancerous tumors, blind, lame, halt, 
They had everything, just like, and that's where Jesus was, was walking, if you know what I'm talking about. That, this is where Paul preached, where I was at. And, and, and uh, the first time, my son-in-law, myself, these other pastors that were up there with us, watch this, this is what we did. This is all you got to do, okay? I'm, is it okay if I just teach? You good with that? Watch. Watch, this is all you do. Be healed in Jesus' name. First time they ever heard that. A hundred and sixty-seven instant miracles. Everything, you name it, bang, <clears throat> happened. Wow. See, your war is not with this section of people over here. It's not because they're the wrong color, the wrong nationality, the wrong dress, the wrong house, the wrong neighborhood. Those things are not right. That's not what the problem is. Let me read you what the problems are. In conclusion, verse 10, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through his union with him, your union with him. Draw your strength from him. Don't draw your strength from the ATM. Let me just pull out something here. I'm going to do something for you. Let's see what we got in here. Oh, here we go. Here's a Jackson. That's 20 bucks. Oh, hang on. Let me get some plastic, too. I got some in here somewhere. Hold on, y'all. Be calm. It'll be all right. Let's see. Scuba diving. No, no, that's not Sam's Club, no, no. Okay, we'll use this platinum corporate card here. All right? Okay, here we go. Now, this is the God that you think has power. See it? Here's your plastic. Wells Fargo. No limit corporate card. So you think that has power. I don't know a penny on this card. That's what I think's power. They work for me. I don't work for them. What? Wells Fargo corporate card with so much power. Would you please jump up and do us a dance? Would you stop me from smushing you? Oh, it didn't work. It, he must be, what, what did Elijah say? He must be on vacation. Okay, let's try your liquid God. Jackson, Mr. Jackson, would you rip off that page and tell us what's right and wrong? Money, stop me from smushing you. Your gods are false. This was made by a human. This idea, this was made by a human also. It does not have the right to run my life, control me. It does not have that right. It's not a God-made thing. It's a man-made idea. Now then, we're going to draw our strength from the Holy Ghost. 
We're going to draw our strength and power from the Lord Jesus. We're not going to draw it from a man-made scheme or system, a demon-inspired idea. We are not going to do that. We are going to bow to the Holy Ghost because that's what we're here to do. We're going to let Jesus come on us. We're going to allow him to touch us. We're going to let him take our loaves and fishes and turn it into three, five, 10, 20 million, 30, 40, 100 million. We're going to put dots on the end of that in case he wants to up it some. Are you listening or not? Because he does want to up it. The greatest you can think is not even where he starts. I got scripture references for that, and you know I do. The Bible says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, empowered through his union with him, your union with him. Draw your strength from him, the strength which his boundless might provides. <clears throat> right where you stop, right where intimidation and fear and bad decisions from the past have got you tangled up and are torturing you, God swipes in there with the word of his spirit and cuts you free. <laughs> Great Holy Ghost. Great Holy Ghost. <laughs> in the morning uh, what is the name of that that disc is it powerpoint or something it's powerpoint do you have powerpoint you do then we'll show a th some pictures tomorrow if it's all right there ain't gonna be but a few take just a couple of minutes but i want to i want to tell you about this lady i met okay she's a muslim Black dress Muslim, the strictest sect. I can see nothing about her except her, her right here, slit of her eyes. I, and it's, she's just awesome looking. Just, just looking at her makes you f think she's got a bomb under there. <laughs> That's what our propaganda has told us, that all of them have bombs. Well, they got to live somewhere without one. So we went to where they live, and there we found that there is such a place. <laughs> Watch. Here she comes carrying a 16-year-old boy. Now, I'm going to get you because I want to. You need to be God. You need to understand that God is on the planet. And you quit tangling your life up with irrelevant ideas and things that are causing you trouble and harm. Stop it. Let Jesus have you. Brother David, it ain't nothing that simple. Yes, it is. Our lives are complicated, but Jesus has fixed it simple so we can take it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to take it. You watch this. The complication and how it worked out for me to be standing on that stage, and there's 4,000 other Muslims out there, and I told them, that if you'll bring me your sick and maimed, God will heal them. So here she comes walking up that thing with that 16-year-old, never walked, uh, cerebral palsy, um, what else, blind, I don't know, blind, and couldn't walk. Okay, that's it, got it. Crippled, 
can't see, 16 years old, and I got this strictest sect of Muslim lady just staring at me. I don't know what she's doing. I can only see her eyes. She laid that boy down and backed up one step. You ready? And I'm sitting, I'm just standing there. You got all these people looking at you. The TV, the, the cameras are on. It's on television. All right. What do we do? How do we fix this? Shaitani. <laughs> well, let me just tell you. This is class one-on-one in how to heal Muslims. It's easy. Your mind has this fabricated idea of how it is. No, it's not. It's Jesus. It's Jesus, lover of my soul. <laughs> it's Jesus, and I will never let him go. I'm going to get you because I want to. I come here with the purpose of getting you, so I'm going to help myself. I walked over there, never, never, even, never even looked at her again. Bent down over that kid, and he's, he's crippled now, you got it? Sitting on that platform. Everybody knows him. Everybody does. He's blind, and he's sitting there, and he's just doing this. Now watch this. This is how you do it. You want to know how? It's simple. Watch. In Jesus' name. And then you back up. I never touched him. Back up. And then you bow. Please, Holy Ghost. Next thing you know is you start hearing these bones popping, snapping, and crap. <laughs> and then you get to see him stand up. And you see all these Muslims backing up. And then you see his eyes pop open. And then you see him look around for the first time and see humans. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I love it. Because you're God of plastic and you, Mr. Jackson, can't do it. But my God of power can. <laughs> then I saw something else. You want to know what I saw? I saw the daddy, the grandpa, the grandma, the mama. I watched all of them do this. They put their knees down. I mean, just staring, looking at me, and bowed down and started calling on the name of Jesus. Yeah. Ah. You try all your madness and anger and techniques and tactics and politics. I'm going to stick to Jesus. Thank you. See how easy it is? <laughs> Verse 11. Put on God's armor. The armor of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies. I'm going around all over the planet now, and I'm putting together an army. 
and we are going to fight. But we're not going to fight with weapons made by men. We're going to fight in a spirit realm. And we're going to defeat the works of the enemy. And we're going to take them down. We're going to get Muslims saved, Catholics. We're going to get Baptists and Assemblies of God born again and healed. And that's what we're going to do. And then we, that's what we do. Besides <laughs> so over yonder in Australia, we had about eight, 900 folks up in this meeting. That building was packed out pretty good. Man, I enjoy. I was enjoying myself. They had pretty good worship going, and they was banging it out pretty good. And I got got my turn. I got up to talk. I got through talking. There was this lady walked up. Her husband actually was carrying her. She said, "You remember me, brother David?" I said, "No, ma'am. I'm so sorry." She said, "I was dying with cancer seven years ago, and you sent your handkerchief." to the hospital. <clears throat> and they laid that thing on my face and God healed me instantly. She said, that was seven years ago. And then she pulled out that handkerchief. She said, I still got your handkerchief. I said, darling, it's not the handkerchief. It's the anointing. I said, you want another handkerchief? I got another in my back pocket. You can have it too. It ain't nothing to do with them handkerchiefs. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And then she reached up and moved her, her sweater out of the way. And there was a, 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 a gauze pad laying up there. And the odor came out of that that just about got me. It was, then she moved that gauze pad. And I tell you, cancer had eat from her breast through her body out up through her neck. I said, yes, ma'am. That was one of the most hideous sights in a modern church I've seen. And our churches is one thing. And these churches is something else. I said, what do you want? Brother David, I'm tired of hurting. I want you to ask heaven to heal me or take me. But I ain't going to do this no more. I said, that's a fair exchange. That right there I can live with. Because see, y'all think you got to quote all these scriptures. You learn seven or eight verses and you think you know the Bible. I'm the head, not the tail. I'll live and not die. Because that's what you want. Why don't we ask God what he wants? You can't never tell when he'll be merciful. And taking her would have been merciful to me. Because she was bad way. I said, this is what we're going to do, daughter. I'm going to lay my handkerchief up there. <laughs> we're going to ask God to help us. She said, that's fair. I said, sure is. I laid that handkerchief across that lady's shoulder. And every service during that conference, I was preaching three times a day. She was at every service. I mean, I don't know how they got her there. Her pain was so severe. And she was just about dead. They were, at the end of the five days, they was dragging her in there. I mean, literally, several people were carrying her. Brought her up there that last night. She said, it's working. I said, how can you tell? She said, my pain has doubled. I said, then we are getting somewhere. 
I said, that devil is afraid. I said, the hand of God's either going to take you or heal you. But that demon is afraid of you now. She said, yes, sir, he is. Thank you, Brother David. If I ever see you again, it doesn't matter. I said, no, ma'am, it don't. It just matters that we've met Jesus together. <laughs> Isn't that something? Wow. What about an honest preacher? I can't heal you, but Jesus can. And we don't never know when he is. But he does a lot. Nearly every day I get to see wonderful things. <clears throat> we got back over here. And I got an email. My son-in-law printed it for me. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother David. Completely healed and released by the doctors. Man. See, it's your choice. You can believe in the God of the gods of these wor this world. You can make bad decisions. You can base them upon your own thinking, on your own hostilities and anger, your own troubles, your own doubts and unbelief. Or we can look in the Word of God and base our life upon that. And this is what it says. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. For we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. We're not contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits, who are the world rulers of present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural sphere. You'll call me one day. You'll need me. And I'll answer the phone. You sure will. I'll tell you, I am getting so many phone calls, so many healings. <laughs> Because I'm at war. And I am a heavily armed soldier. <laughs> I got the Holy Ghost. I got the blood of Jesus. I got the spirit man full of strength and energy from the gospel of a risen Messiah. And I like it because that woman got healed. I like it because grandma got raised from the dead. I like it because that 16-year-old boy got healed and them Muslims all got born again. I like that. I like that. I like it because I went to Brazil and we were standing there and the place was so packed. I couldn't. There was nowhere. My son-in-law was there too and several other of our team members. <clears throat> there were so many people in that room. And it was huge hall, triple the size of this thing. And it was just so packed, there was no moving. Standing, everybody standing. There was nowhere to bring the sick and afflicted. They covered the platform with wheelchairs and incurables. There was no more room to put them. I'm glad I was there. <laughs> so are they. 
Because I'm a heavily armed soldier full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we went and prayed for these folks and there was nowhere I could go. I couldn't move. I'd sent those men out in teams. They couldn't move. They're looking at me going like this. We can't get through the people. Can't get through to them. The Holy Ghost fire fell in the house. And then there was this lady who had been in a wheelchair. Was it 30 years? Or? It seems like it was 30 or 32 years. Cripple in a wheelchair. Then you hear this. You, what you, should, you should hear these th what it, when thousands of people see with their own eyes the power of God. You should see what humans, all of them worldwide, react to say. There is a gasp of awe. And when thousands of people do it, it's wonderful. <laughs> I really like it. Can you tell? And I turn to see what they're looking at. And there's grandma, bones popping and cracking, and I'm walking over there to her, and she stands up by that wheelchair and starts walking towards me the first time in 30-something years. And she hugs me, and she tells me, Obrigado. That's thank you. <laughs> De nada. You're welcome. It's okay. We've got to seek Jesus. Hear me? All of us. Not just a few of us. All of us. One more verse. Can I have one more verse? <clears throat> Revelation chapter 5. i got so many. Look, see, see these little pad things here? They're just pages of miracles. And I didn't get to any of them. So then, <sighs> Revelations 5. Let's see, amplified verse. verse let's, just do, let, let's just do verse 2. Revelations 5, 2, amplified. I saw a strong angel announcing in a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll? Who is entitled and deserves and is morally fit to break its seals? No one in heaven or earth or under the earth in the realm of the dead or Hades was able to open the scroll or to take it, a single look at its contents. I wept audibly and bitterly because no one was found fit. Isn't that an amazing thing? See, what, what we have got to realize we are so blessed. You live in one of the most powerful, blessed nations of all ages. And you think it's you that did it. It is not you. It is not your feeble democracy that did it. It's the finger of God. It's not about you. It's not about me. There's no one worthy. Now, I'm not asking you to be the uh, you look at me. I am courageous. I'm confident. 
I've got a lot of self-confidence. I mean, the Holy Ghost is on me. I am a well-armed soldier. But I know I'm not worthy to look at that book. That's one of the pluses I have about me. God has allowed me to understand this fact. And it's let me grow in the power of the Holy Ghost. See, it's Jesus that's worthy. It's Jesus, not us, that's worthy. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. My Bible says, verse 5, Then one of the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin said to me, Stop weeping. Look at that. Out of all the billions of people that have died and that will die before the coming of Jesus, and there's no one worthy. And he said, stop weeping. That's an awesome thing. <laughs> the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root, the source of David, has won, has overcome, and has conquered. He can open the scroll and break its seven seals. Jesus alone is worthy, and we can help him. No, we're not worthy. No, yes, we are. We're humans. But Jesus is king. Jesus can do this, and there's no amount of you that can stop him from doing it. <laughs> And I like that. I really like that. In one of our older churches, there was, a, <clears throat> there was some people that got angry and left. Because things didn't go their way. So they bailed on us. And we went through some pretty serious persecution, and they didn't. They said they still love Jesus. But they weren't persecuted. Eighteen years passed. And the man that led the rebellion, because that's what it is, his wife died. What do you think he did? 18 years of being anger, jealous, envy, sedition. What do you think he did? Now watch. Now just listen to this. He went to the man who he had crucified. He went to one of our pastors that he had led a rebellion against and had this man put in jail, and they cut his crops down and stoned him and beat him so many times. You hear me? He went to him and said, help. So now, what do we answer? I'll be right there. After all those years and all of that hate, and there was nothing that hate could do, but there's a lot love can do. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> 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 
they went over there, laid their hands on her, and God raised her from the dead and healed her of her incurable disease. Come on. I love this gospel. It's not a game. It's not politics. It's not cliches. It's the cross. It's being a well-armed soldier and walking and following Jesus. Regardless of the opposition and outcome of any subject, follow Jesus. <laughs> they came to our church. They repented to the whole church. Everybody in the whole church. Our answer is always the same. Welcome home. We love you. That's the way it was when you left, and that's the way it is when you come home. Isn't that right? That's the way Jesus is. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to stand up, and we are going to call on the fire of God, and we're going to get ourselves healed, and our bodies, and our minds, and our spirits, and we're going to let these false gods go, and we're going to call on the one true and living God. That's what we're going to do. Fair enough. Will y'all please stand up? <laughs> Man, I love Jesus. I apologize I ain't got the right language, the right words. I'll have to think up some new ones by daylight. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Luis Alberto. Great Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Great Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. I thank y'all for letting me preach the gospel. I thank y'all for letting me come. I'm blessed. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel like I'm probably fixing to get knocked out, and that's a good thing. There was one church I was in somewhere. I got knocked out, and they put me in a chair and rolled me around just all over. The, uh, uh, it was funny. I so like this, what I'm doing. Y'all's blood circulating? So is mine. Holy, 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 holy. Jose, John, hermano Carlos. See, I got a phone call on the way up here. I was uh, somewhere in the Panhandle of Texas, driving. I think I had just left Amarillo, I think. Amarillo. My phone rang. There's this fellow there, El Pastor Maldonado, from uh, Miami, Florida. Has the largest Hispanic church in the United States. The Holy Ghost has spoke to him. 
and I'm, we're going to link up. You know what he wants to do? Listen, his ministry is worldwide. There are 40 nations in his church. Yeah. He's an awesome fellow. I'm getting to go preach with Brother T.L. Osborne there. <laughs> Yahoo! See, this is good. <laughs> now, you know what he told me? Now watch what he said. Hermano David, Brother David. Queremos levantar los muertos. We want to raise the dead. <laughs> I said, I'm on my way. I know how. But I'm going to raise the dead also. Do you understand that God's not mad at me about going down there and looking at them pretty fish? God's not mad at me for coming up here and riding in y'all's mountains on my bicycle and looking at them bear up there. What was we up saw them bear? That was in Idaho or Montana. Montana. Somewhere. Wherever there's big mountains somewhere, there was there's bear. And we're riding out there and all of a sudden you look over and there's the mama and the and the, and the cubs. Jesus, please help me get away. <laughs> I tell you, it's a sign. Yesterday, as soon as I crossed out of New Mexico, got just north of Trinidad, whole elk herd, non-farmed, wild. I said, Phew, Jesus is letting me see some good stuff. He is with me. See, to you, that's just uh, like seeing another rock or something. But they just walk out. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and you're not going to believe it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. It's not my fault. We was riding down the road, and y'all know those prairie dogs that y'all don't like? <laughs> Them little old critters are funny. Because here we are riding down the interstate. No kidding. You're not going to believe this. I don't know if you will or not, but it happened. To, I don't know why they did this, but they come running out to the edge of the interstate stood up and waved at us. What is that? And we just figured that the Holy Ghost is with us. Got these little video critters running out. <laughs> what in the world you got going up here? Training all the wild animals to wave at the, at the tourists. <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. Then we had this bird. I think it was a stellar jay. Here it come. And those things are wild. And, and you, you know they do mess with you some. You know that. But this bird wouldn't leave all day long. It stayed with one of our families and one of their kids and rode on the shoulder and everything else. And then when it was time to go, the thing flew off. You, you know, I mean, you got to understand that heaven is with us. But you need to recognize that he is. And not take it for granted. You need to recognize those little prairie dogs out there doing this. You got to wave back at them. Hey, how y'all doing? Because they're going to run back, tell everybody that y'all wave back at them. 
these humans went by and they waved at us. Can you believe it? <laughs> See? And you wonder like everybody else does, how can God move using that man? I don't know. It's not my fault. It's the great Holy Ghost. It's the great Holy Ghost. Now, I want to know. Not to, I'm not trying to embarrass a living soul. I'm looking for souls. If there's anybody that don't know Jesus, sitting right in this room right now, or if you're backslidden in your spirit and you know it, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I want to invite you down. We're going to pray with you. In Jesus' name. We're just going to take our time. Is there anybody? <clears throat> Please. You don't know Jesus or you're backslidden in your spirit. And you want to refresh your course in the power of God. I know him, I tell you. And he is friends of ours. He'll help you. Great Holy Ghost. Anybody, would you please come? Just begin to pray, church. Just take our time a minute. Maybe you love Jesus. You've made a bad, bad mistake or a bad decision, and you want to get that great Holy Ghost to help you. Would you come, please? I know it's here. I can feel it. Just want to try to figure it out. In Jesus' name, would you take that step and come? And not be afraid. Not be intimidated. Come. Please. Hello, darling. How are you? You need Jesus, baby? That's a good thing. Great Holy Ghost. Like I say. Holy Jesus name. Would you pray with her, please? Great Holy Ghost. You need Jesus. You need Jesus, little brother. Yes, sir. Honesty is the only policy. Holy Ghost. Fire of God in your spirit, sir. Power. Pray with him, Jose. Someone else? Please. Please, would you come? Someone else. There's nothing to be afraid of. Ha. We need Jesus. That's a good thing. Great Holy Ghost. That water. Let say that water. Great power of God. Fire of heaven. Pray with her mom for Jesus. Yes, sir. Any Jesus? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Look at me. 
First of all, it's not your fault. Second of all, Jesus is king. Fire of God on you, sir. Release! Carl, you minister, please. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo! I so love this great gospel. Y'all, when I was over yonder with those Muslim people, well, there's some more to it I ain't told you, but just a little bitty part. You know these cataracts that everybody fears and you get all this stuff done, you go, up, you get all stressed out over? You know what that is? I saw it. I saw it, what it is. I, you, you say, you saw it in the spirit? I saw it with my natural eye. We lined up dozens of people that had white, solid across cataracts, completely covered their eyes. Watch, here's what you do. It's simple. Jesus name. I saw with my eyes, my son-in-law's witness. It blows out of their eyes like dust. <laughs> you should have seen it. And they're all just seeing. <laughs> it's wonderful. I'm telling you, this is right. Holy Ghost. Yes, ma'am. You need Jesus? Good girl. Good girl. Fire in your spirit. Release the anointing. Holy Ghost. Power, that's who. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's a good idea. I reckon it's fun. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Is there anybody else? We finna step into something else. Yes, ma'am. That's a good idea. Come on, Holy. Refreshing anointing. Fresh all of the Holy Ghost. That's what I got to say about it. <laughs> I love this. See, it don't matter if it's the mountains of Pakistan, India, China, Nepal, Tibet. I've been over there all these places just lately. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It don't matter the color, the language, the none of it's relevant. There's one thing relevant. One. Jesus. You need Jesus? That's a great idea. Yes, ma'am. Great holy anointing power. Flow, river of power. Release. Fuego. I love this. I love this, I tell you. I'm having fun. Fun is a good thing. Come on, Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Presence. Presence of God. Be. See how easy it is. You watching me, son? Pay attention. Yes, sir. 
Talk to me. I'm good. Hey, listen. You can't believe it. She a nakate. Release! Fire of God! <laughs> See, everybody wants me to be a spook. I am one. It's wonderful that demons tremble when you walk up. I like it. I like it. You walk through all these marketplaces all over the planet and all these witches and demons and things come and get after you. You just turn and look at them. And they, uh, it's awesome. You can't believe how fun Jesus is. And it's really real. Now, two more things. If you need to be healed in your body, I'd like to see you come right up here on this side, right here. Healing. As well as fire. Over here, fire of God. Fresh anointing. Fresh release. Presence. Presence of God's mercy. We're going to need some ushers. There's going to be two teams of us. My son Jody and brother Carl and his family is going to be on this side. Myself and my son-in-law are going to be on this side over here. I'm going to need some ushers, please. Don't want anybody to bonk their head or nothing. There was a lady in one of our services not long ago. She was dancing wildly for like five hours. Out of control. She fell. Hit her head on a post, busted the whole back of her head, wide open, blood everywhere. She never knew her. She never knew it happened. Amazing. We patched her up. She was out. She went right back to it. Brother David, I don't want that. I do. It's pretty evident what America wants and don't want. Isn't it? I've got to have that great Holy Ghost. Now then, whatever the name of that thing is, it's harassing you. Sickness or tormenting spirit is blocking you from receiving the power of God. Whatever it is. I need it named right out of your mouth to heaven. I want you to call out to God. Just whatever it is that's bothering you. Regardless of the depth or the profile of it. That's irrelevant. There's only one thing relevant, remember? Jesus. Jesus. The only thing relevant is Jesus. Cristo vino para salvarnos. Jesus came to save us and heal us. Fuego! Holy fire of God! Okay. Now, y'all named it out of your mouth. You called upon the presence and blood of Jesus. Cross of Calvary, we call on the Holy Ghost anointing. Blood that was shed that day for all of us. We ask you for mercy. We ask you for grace. God, please touch us. God, relieve us of our humanity. 
Touch us with your spirit. Healing in Jesus' name. Come. Health in Jesus' name. Come. Deliverance in Jesus' name. Come. Holy fire. <laughs> Woo! Presence of God's mercy, river of life. Wind blow. Stream of life. Be exalted, Holy One. Wow. I call down the fire of God, the anointing, fresh presence of the Holy Ghost. Wow. Pretty nice. Fire. Healing. Health. Life. Peace. Anointing. Rejoicing. Prosperity. Jesus. Health of the gospel come forth. Spring of life come forth. Living water be birthed. In Jesus name. Okay, it's pretty simple. You receive. You ready? We call for it. We agree together for it. Be filled with the presence of God's power. Flow, river! Burn fire, blow wind, Holy Ghost. I'm finished with this thing. I want to touch some folks. <laughs> <laughs>